Welcome to all of my listeners from 15 countries around the world. Today is a little bit different. I'm flying solo, no guests, but it's also a really big day for my dream of having every youth sports coach be Kid First certified. The Dad Bod Soccer Podcast is officially being renamed the Kid First Sports Podcast. While my first sporting love is soccer, uh, and, and I'm dutifully working on my dad bod, what has become clear over the last few months is that I, what I care most about is helping kids have the kind of life-changing experiences that all youth sports and activities can offer. There's an entire universe of sports, activities, things where kid-first adults can inspire and teach and love on the kids. The format will be the same. I'll continue to have guests on who are regular people doing incredible things around the country. They'll tell their stories and share their experiences for everybody to benefit from. I'll drop new episodes every week until I complete season one, but there's also a couple of new things. A good friend of mine and an uber-talented designer, Brad Woodard, with bravethewoods.com, has brought a new logo to life for Kid First Sports. It'll be on my website, which is under construction, and on Facebook page, LinkedIn, YouTube, all that stuff. And of course, there'll be lots of merch and swag and everything else. It's a wonderful logo full of life that I think really captures the child-centric view of sports that we are hoping to keep and to spread. Also, and this is super exciting and a pretty big job right now, I'm preparing to launch the Kid First Sports online training and certification course. It'll be like the concussion and child safety training courses that all coaches and volunteers currently have to take to work with kids. Clubs and schools and other organizations will be able to offer the course to all their coaches and volunteers, track completion, and then use kid-first branding on their website, marketing materials, everything that they put out there. Stay tuned. It'll be out soon. My dream is that every youth coach across the country becomes kid-first certified, that parents ask their coaches and their clubs and all the organizations their kids work with, are your coaches kid-first trained and certified? Do they have an approach to teaching and being with my children that puts them first? The more people who ask that question, the faster we are going to change the world. I'm also starting to offer live in-person trainings and speaking engagements across the country to coaches of different sports, sharing the kid-first vision and giving them some real practical tools and tips to bring this into their work with the kids. Now, we usually hear stories from my guests their lives, their coaches, their experiences. But I'd like to tell you a story of my own today uh, about the mentor who had the greatest impact on me as a young professional entering the workplace. His name was Mike Miranda. And sadly, he passed during COVID. We used to talk pretty regularly even after I moved to Idaho. And I really miss our conversations. Mike wasn't too sporty, but as I reflect back on how he saw me and trained me, as a new entrant into his into the workforce, he represents the pinnacle of a kid-first philosophy. Mike was the youngest son of Italian immigrants, and he grew up poor outside of New York City. I remember watching him eat an entire apple one day, like the core, the seeds, the stem, everything. When I pointed out the parts that, uh, that he was supposed to throw in the garbage, he said, as a kid, our neighbor had an apple tree. He let us eat the ones that fell to the ground, I was always hungry, so I ate the whole apple. His father and brothers were all in construction, but Mike was different. They wanted him to go to college. They wanted him to get out of that business. They pushed him hard to do his studies. 
So Mike attended Dartmouth College for undergraduate and then Harvard Law School. He was a partner at a Wall Street firm for many years before taking on a top executive role for Capital Blue Cross in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. My first interview with Mike was three hours long. Uh, now, it wasn't just me and him that whole time, but he kept getting pulled out of the interview by the CEO and other people. And he would grab whoever was walking by the conference room at the time to come in and interview me. Uh, I thought it went well, you know, considering how crazy it was, but then I didn't hear anything for three months. He called me back out of the blue. And after the second interview, he hired me. What I found out later was that he hired me in spite of thinking that I was too young and unseasoned, but apparently the other candidate was a, a bit of a fuddy-duddy and he liked my personality better. So he took a shot and I joined a small team of former attorneys working for Mike. Now, Mike loved traveling. France was his favorite destination. He spoke French. He loved the culture of the, like the long, slow meals and, and long conversation. He was also a classically trained pianist and an unrepentant lover of opera, which he tried to instill in me. I learned some things, but it never really took. Let me tell you the story about my first day at work there. I was the new guy, right? Um, I was fresh. I was inexperienced. He's the executive vice president of a $2 billion health insurance company, Wall Street attorney, that whole thing. He called me into his office near the end of my first day there. And I can see it right now in my mind. It's like crystal clear. I, I was in a little cube right outside of his office. He comes in, taps me on the shoulder. He's like, hey, come in here. He was writing an email to the CFO and he asked me for my input. I'm like, wait, what? And, and I was very hesitant. He's like, no, no, come around. So he asked me to come around the desk to see his monitor. And Mike said, okay, this is why I'm writing this email. This is the topic. And then for the next 20 minutes, he involved me in the writing of this email. He asked me my opinions on, is this clear enough, right? Do we write it this way? Should we say this? Totally blew me away. And this was the start, I think, of my training in this philosophy of being kid first. Over the next five years, Mike taught me how to run a meeting so that everybody thought their ideas were valuable to host a business dinner, to break down the barriers and like, and gain people's trust by sitting around a table. He taught me to tell compelling stories at every opportunity, whether it was an RFP or a meeting or a report or a presentation, it was always about the story. He also taught me to believe that when I walked into a room full of people waiting to hear me speak, that they really wanted to feel happy and have fun. That's what they really wanted he taught me to disarm others with genuine kindness and that generosity is the granddaddy of relationship building skills. That last one was driven home almost on a daily basis. Mike might've been the most generous human I've ever been around. Now, over time, I learned that Mike was this way with everyone, not just me. It was a little disappointing. I thought I was special, but the truth was it brought him joy to gather groups of very different people under his wings and and show us how to do great things together. It was never about him or his ego, and it could very well have been. He was always the smartest guy in the room, but no one ever knew it. He never pushed it. He handed out credit to everyone that he possibly could. He never kept it for himself. And it wasn't, honestly, it wasn't even really about making the company more successful. I mean, that happened, but I think that wasn't his primary goal. I believe that his primary goal was the growth and happiness of his team. 
Don't these things sound kind of familiar? Yeah, they sound a lot like a kid-first coach. To finish up and to bring this back around to the Kid First Sports podcast, I want to tell you one last story from Mike. One of Mike's favorite quotes was from Winston Churchill. And as I tell the story, I'm fighting back some emotion because I can just see his, he was not a tall man and uh, he was a little round later in his life. Um, and I can see his disheveled suit jacket and a, a tie with like a food stain on it. And I remember him telling me this quote from Churchill that he gave in a 1942 speech after the British had routed uh, Rommel's forces at Alamein. And he said, this is not the end. It is not even the beginning of the end. But it is, perhaps, the end of the beginning. So, in honor of my friend and mentor and the patron saint of Kid First Coaches, Mike Moretta, I am excited for the end of the beginning of my dream and putting Dad Bod Soccer to rest. It has served me well, but the world is so much bigger than just soccer. Kid First Sports is about all kids doing all activities and sports and the adults who have chosen to coach, mentor, and support them. There's a lot of road left for Kid First Sports to travel to make the dream come true. Thank you for listening, for sharing the podcast, for subscribing, leaving reviews. I get so many emails and texts and, and people saying, hey, I have a coach, or I get people asking me if they can be on the podcast. They have things they want to share. Please share this with people around you, with your friends, with your coaches. 70% of our kids quit playing sports by age 13. Adults, that's mostly our fault. Mostly our fault. Parents, coaches, if we can give the kids our very best effort to put them first in their youth sports and activities, they will stick with it and they will have the experiences and the incredible relationships and life lessons that come from those for much longer into their life. Normally at this point, I close with my tagline of love the kids, love the game. That one is still in my heart, but the new tagline is be kid first. So to all my listeners, my coaches, parents, everybody involved with youth sports and activities, my invitation to you is be kid first. This is Coach Dave with Kid First Sports, and I look forward to changing the world with you.